keep going. Never, 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 ever give up. Never, ever, ever give up. Always keep that fire, keep that passion uh, awake and like, and always remember what's the purpose. What are you doing here? Uh, what is your uh, uh, potential impact? Uh, why you're doing this for real? Uh, keep that passion alive and it's going to be uh, worth it at the end. Yeah, and keep going. Hey everybody, this is Devin Miller here with another episode of The Inventive Journey. I'm your host, Devin Miller, the serial entrepreneur that has grown several startups into seven and eight figure businesses, as well as the founder and CEO of Miller IP Law, where he helps uh, startups and small businesses with their patents and trademarks. If you ever need any help, feel free to just go to strategymeeting.com and uh, grab some time with us to chat. Now, today we have another great guest on the podcast, David and Hoja, is that how you say the last name or close? All right. So, and uh, David, uh, since he was a kid, really liked to invent, create things, has always been curious. I think he mentioned one time he took apart a family television and couldn't quite get it all the way back to, er, together. And so it um, was a good learning experience, but maybe not, uh, or parents not quite so happy. Uh, but then kind of after that, he had an uncle that uh, had a spinal cord injury and an aunt that died from multiple sclerosis and kind of is uh, dealing with all that and kind of going through school and university and getting a mechanical engineering degree, kind of came out with the idea of, you know, helping people and kind of uh, focusing on that a bit. And so built a company around augmented reality or virtual reality to help people uh, manage the medical uh, medical. Uh, issues um, and then jumped a, a bit to where he's at currently with uh, the business he's at with fly, fly parents. So with that much as an introduction, and we'll dive into, I'm sure a lot more of what you're doing today as well, but welcome on the podcast, David. Uh, thank you so much. I'm really happy to be here. So maybe now, so I gave kind of that brief high level overview, but uh, take us back in time a little bit more, um, kind of uh, walk us through your journey and let's start at, start at the beginning. Um, I mean, since I was a kid, I always liked to see and discover and learn from everything and create things, even uh, from uh, the story about the broken TV or even mm-hmm. yeah, my video games. Uh, I When I broke the video game or there's some uh, electronics issue, I always like, like took it apart and sometimes there's uh, some uh, uh, minor issue. So I tried to fix it by myself. I like to do that. <laughs> So um, I always like uh, uh, to do and create and build things. Um, mm. In uh, also um, in uh, especially also in high school, I built a solar oven because also I like uh, green energy. Then uh, mm. I okay, how about we can make an oven just powered by solar uh, energy? Uh, and I did that, uh, and it was it was working uh, a little bit slow, but it was totally green, uh, which is mm. uh, which is awesome. Uh, and then, and no, let me ask this one question, just because I, you know, jumping back to the television when you're a kid taking it apart, would did, yeah. was it thought that you thought you'd be able to put it back together, and you just wanted to see how it worked, and that nobody would be the wiser, or what was the thought when you started tearing into a television? I mean, I did not. At, at that age, I did not think honestly about uh, how to put it back first. I was thinking, <laughs> how, how does it work? That's the mm. most important thing. How does it work? I want to see all the wires, all the lens or the screen and everything's down there. <laughs> so 
then I like after, okay, uh, I got pretty much uh, a better idea now. And then I tried to put it back and okay, <laughs> I couldn't. So yeah, but uh, it's good like because the idea, the purpose, the passion for me at that point, I was like just to learn as much as I can. Uh, mm. Yeah. So, so and now fast forwarding. So you did that, you did another or other things in high school, kind of had that same figure out how it works, tinker with it, entrepreneur spirit type of a thing. So you go, you get through high school and go to college. And I think you said you got a mechanical engineering degree. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. And also because of my background from uh, like my uncle uh, who got a spinal cord injury and also my aunt uh, who passed away for uh, because multiple sclerosis, like that, uh, something in the background, like keep telling me to focus uh, for people with disability and to improve their quality of life, uh, to mm. do whatever I can. Since I have like really uh, uh, good skills with technology uh, and with the engineering background, mechanical, but it's not just mechanical because I did many other things as well, like electronics, software, computer science, uh, uh, electric engineering so it's pretty much when you're engineering basically you tr- you you like you like to be uh, multi uh, uh, disciplinary and try to learn pretty much um, everything for uh, something from everything so that and that's uh, so that's why you know a little bit software hardware uh, mm. and many things and even I jumped I took some courses in medical devices as well to see like oh how can I expand uh, my skills and uh, help people Hmm. So, so now, and, and I think that makes it, you know, first of all, it's admirable. Hey, let's choose a something, first of all, that you're interesting, but also are interested in, but also that it gives you the ability to, you know, work on projects that will be, you know, able to get back or that you'll be excited about and be able to address real problems or real issues. I think it certainly makes, you know, is a, is a great uh, path or a career path to set yourself on. So now as you were wrapping up, you know, college, you're wrapping up your your degree, where did you go to or how did you kind of, what was the first step along your path of, uh, you know, kind of utilizing that degree or, or doing something with it? Uh, I worked actually with uh, uh, many startups uh, uh, when I was back in Boston. So many startups, I just jump into startup because I could learn a lot of things, especially if I'm working with small teams. Uh, mm. And I work with many startups. Uh, I was focusing more on 3D printing and drones. Mm. Uh, and even actually, uh, while I was uh, working uh, um, after college, I was uh, I had an idea, which is uh, making a, a medical drone which is basically mm. like a flying ambulance to provide medical supplement for uh, any accidents or any emergency situations. So you can fly a drone and it obviously it will be much faster than any uh, ambulance, uh, especially if you have car traffic or if you're in a big city. So sometimes, uh, and every second matters. Uh, sometimes mm. you can save lives with, within a uh, second. So that's why the drone can be very helpful. I worked that for quite a bit. It's, it's still like between the, the engineering, mechanical, uh, and also the medical background. And, and actually, I, I work with, um, I was um, visiting uh, Mass General Hospitals w- with some doctors to get some advices like, oh, how about if I add this or what do you want? Because I, I, can, I can build the, uh, the drone, the device and everything. 
So like, I don't know the medical need that much. So I had to work mm. and ask and be with the doctors and uh, visit the emergency room sometimes and like check what, well, what they want, what are they, what are they, what they, what they need. Mm. So, so now you do that for a period of time. And if I remember when we chatted, so, you know, you kind of get into exploring a few different things, you know, get the, you know, work on the drones kind of, you know, get that as a way to, um, you know, provide some assistance and help to it. And then I think you switched over to build a different company in augmented reality or virtual reality. Yeah. Is that right? Yes. Uh, another thing, which is actually um, something else, my sister had eczema uh, mm. when she was a kid. I did not actually think about it at, at that moment, but uh, one um, few years ago, I went to a conference at MIT about uh dermatology and eczema and chronic diseases, mm. like they mentioned how people are suffering from skin diseases, especially children's. And then, oh, at that moment, I, I just uh, went back in time when I was a kid. Oh, my sister had an eczema and the skin disease is really horrible. And it's really hard to manage that chronic disease. And then I came up with an idea, which is basically building um, a game using VR, AR, virtual reality, augmented reality, which is a very interactive game. So the kids can play with the games uh, while at the mm. same time we do all the image processing to uh, help the parents, uh, the caregivers to take care of their uh, children, especially managing these chronic diseases take a lot of time and effort and money. Mm. Uh, and I, we won, uh, and then that's um, the start. And uh, I worked with the, uh, with the, um, with the, some entrepreneurs as well. Uh, we were four people in mm. the Boston area, uh, and we worked for that quite a bit. And then, so um, one question, because you, so you were, what made you decide? You know, so you're working originally, or doing your job, and you're also doing the drones and kind of doing that. What made you decide to, for lack of a better word, switch or decide to jump into eczema and augmented or virtual reality? Was it, you know? other business was difficult, lacking the ability to find a market fit? Was it, hey, you know, I interests have changed, markets change, or kind of what made you decide to make that initial jump and shift? Or did I you do them all at the same time? Uh, it's a little bit overlapping, but at, at one point, you, uh, I had to decide, okay, I need to focus on this alone. So mm. uh, I always like, even nowadays, I sometimes like uh, if I have some free time, I'll try just to check out of things. I always like to keep my mind innovative and try different things. Uh, mm. But it, when you reach a certain point, like, okay, now you need to, to decide which one is uh, your main focus. And sometimes you have to say goodbye to the old one. And, mm. uh, and uh, at, at that point, I was like, I was working with drone and 3D printing, but when I saw this about the building the the game for kids for chronic diseases, okay, I, I thought it's going to be better for me with my passion, with my interest to focus mm. on that. So I stopped working with uh, drones and other stuff to just focus on the, on the AR VR uh, game. No, make, makes perfect sense. So, so now you do that, you know, you, you work on that for a period of time. Now, where did that, you know, where did that get to? Did it, did it ever establish? And I guess, let me back up. One question on that is, was this a kind of full-time gig? Was this what you're, you're doing your full-time endeavor where you work in a full-time, you know, full-time normal job and this was a side hustle or kind of how did those go together? 
Yeah, that's uh, the uh, the VR AR game was a full time job, and mm. we worked with uh, many doctors, uh, caregivers, um, especially with at the Boston Children's Hospital and uh, Mass General Hospital. So, uh, and we were we, but uh, at the same time, I met another friend um, uh, and also a mentor. Uh, mm who was a great landscape designer. Uh, and, uh, and then, uh, but in 2006, he was diagnosed with ALS, mm. same like Stephen Hawking. Mm. And then nowadays he is living with ALS for um, 15 uh, years now. And now he cannot move his body and even cannot talk. And that uh, um, inspired me and also I remember the pain uh, from my uncle, my aunt, and many other friends about this specific uh, uh, severe disabilities. Mm. And I said, okay, I think it's time to jump and help those people. And because that it's a really big issue, especially, and I have great connections uh, mm. from family, friends, and also, especially, uh, <coughs> I'm, I'm, I'm an, I am inspired by Stephen Hawking, uh, personal and professional. Mm. Uh, especially during college, I got inspired by Stephen Hawking uh, a lot. Uh, uh, his mind, his career, professional life, and everything. And uh, and I, I realized there are many people like Stephen Hawking out there. Uh, they are brilliant. They are amazing. They are just missing accessible technology to be the next Stephen Hawking, the next engineer, the next artist, the next doctor, a writer, whatever they want to be. And I said, okay, I think that's the time to uh, jump to this uh, for real and, mm. and uh, use all the passion, the skills that I have to help all of them. And then I started my company, uh, which is uh, Parrot. So now one question on that. So, cause you had the company, it was your full-time gig that you were doing the augmented reality, AR, VR type stuff with the eczema. You know, did you wind that company down? Did you run that in peril? Did you sell it? Did you turn it over? Or kind of, you know, if you already had the, the initial company, was it a pivot for that company? Or kind of how did you make that switch or that transition to the, the new endeavor? Um, I, I started, I was uh, kind of like working full-time with a uh, augmented reality company full-time. Mm. And then at one point I, I started to just to play with the idea to help people uh, with disability. Then at one point, the, um, the company, uh, the AR VR uh, company didn't work uh, that well. And we tried to raise funds, but we did not uh, get much funding. And I, I was really struggling to, okay, I now I think I need, I need, maybe I need to stop. Then uh, we stopped uh, just because lack of funding. Uh, but mm. the idea was great. So uh, uh, if, if we had some funding, maybe uh, I'll mm. take it to the next level, but we couldn't raise funds at that point. And also okay. still my experience also is still fresh as well. Mm. So we tried to talk to investor. I wasn't really good at talking to investor on building the business model. I was more technical uh, person. Like I know to, to build things, like I worked uh, pretty much as a CTO role, but not much as a CEO. Uh, and I did not learn uh, about how to convert your innovative idea to uh, 
turn it to a, a big company and raise fund and uh, even asking for government grants and all kind of stuff. Mm. But with with my, uh, then I, I learned that uh, through that through through my journey. And mm. then when mm. I started my company, Parrots, I already have the experience. I try. I made a lot of mistakes. Uh, and actually, I, uh, it's good to make mistakes. It's good to learn. It's good mm. to grow. Uh, uh, because sometimes, I, okay, how about I, I, if I talk to an investor like this way? Maybe that's the other way. Maybe uh, maybe you're presenting really uh, not realistic financial projection. Uh, mm-hmm. Because as innovative, sometimes we are we go super optimistic. Oh, we're gonna have um, two million dollars, or uh, we have. Uh, a very big, huge uh, uh, market opportunity, but in reality, the market opportunity maybe it's 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 smaller than uh, what we are thinking. So sometimes um, it's not just having the great idea, but I need to turn that idea and mm. understanding the market, understanding how you can sell a product, how you put a price for your product, how to do market analysis, market mm. research, how to talk to users. Uh, I did that. So I learned a lot. Sometimes I, uh, I was um, talking to customers or potential users uh, too much. Maybe uh, need, sometimes it's not just about asking them how, uh, what they need. Sometimes it's better to observe them and see that what's the problem. Uh, mm. So I was, uh, was uh, through my journey, I learned that. So it's not just about Focusing about solution. Oh, I can build things. Like let's do it. Sometimes it's just to take a deep breath and like uh, step down, a step uh, back up, and look. Oh, what's the problem here? What is the problem? A lot of companies these the they made amazing products, but they are not really solving a big uh, market needs or a huge problem. And that's mm-hmm. a lot of our companies failed or startups failed to raise fund or even to grow or uh, they had to close. So I learned that uh, with a hard way or a good way. <laughs> no, and I think some of the lessons you learn are oftentimes the hard way, and but they're the lessons that are the most important to learn and that sometimes the best way is the hard way. So now as you are, uh, you know, you're looking at Parrot as, as it is today, kind of, first of all, maybe give just a, a brief explanation as to what it is and, and where you guys are at and kind of what the future looks like for it. Yeah, uh, so uh, now Parrots, uh, Parrots uh, we provide a solution to empower people with uh, neurological disorders and their caregivers. Mm. Uh, we have uh, two devices, uh, two products right now. One is a hardware and a software, and uh, the second one is completely a software. Mm. And basically, we provide uh, uh, 5C, just to make it simple for everyone. So the first C, which is uh, to help people uh, with very severe conditions for, uh, uh, for navigation. That's like the first C, which is control. Uh, mm. To have... a control of their surrounding and like have a uh, drive their wheelchair indoor and outdoor safely. Uh, that's not number one, the control. The second one, which is communication, which is actually the most important thing here is communication because a lot of them, they cannot speak. And they sometimes uh, they use very slow technology. Uh, sometimes they have to wait 10 to 20 minutes just to speak. Uh, our devices can help them speak within seconds. Mm. Uh, so communication. 
Mm. Uh, the third one, which is connectivity, connect them to smart home devices so they can play uh, with everything uh, with uh, their eyes, for example, because that the fourth C, which is compatibility, which is uh, our devices compatible with eye tracking, joystick, head mouse, uh, and even now facial recognitions. So they can, uh, based on their ability, some people, they can move their hands so they can use a joystick. Some people, they cannot move pretty much anything but they still they can use their eyes so that's why we use eye gaze mm -hmm. technology uh, so based on their ability we are pretty much compatible um, and also different platform whether it's windows or uh, android ios uh, uh, different platforms the mm -hmm. the fifth one which is about the caregivers so also we well, maybe uh, maybe just to die, so you know so kind of the the consolidated answer and just to maybe help to, to summarize it a bit if i understand it you know it's, it's really looking at people that are needing it's a platform that helps people i think or more specifically with kind of with different neuro, neurological disorders in order yeah. to help them have a more meaningful and, and uh, helpful or uh, happy life is that a fair shorter summary yeah yeah so so now as you as you roll out poly and you're looking or, you know sorry parrot which is you know has meat poly which are on your platform but you roll out parrots uh, you know what is the next step for you kind of where do you guys see the future heading or kind of you know how do you continue to build the product and uh, introduce it to the public yeah uh we have been working right now with uh about a, a five nursing home around the country mm -hmm. uh with people with ALS, multiple sclerosis, some spinal cord injury, and cerebral palsy. Mm. Uh, we'll try to expand that uh, uh, to more uh, customers. And also, we are working to get our devices to be covered by insurance, and we have a, a big potential for that. Mm. And also, we started to talk with the VA. Uh, uh, as you know, they have some people uh, with uh, brain injuries or even ALS, multiple sclerosis. Uh, mm. So the veterans community is also uh, one of the biggest milestone uh, to reach uh, nowadays, and we are looking uh, for that. And we're going to be at the actually at the um, veterans uh, healthcare summit, uh, uh, I think in Texas, uh, in a few months. Well, cool. Sounds like a lot of exciting things going on, and a lot to um, a lot a lot of things or a lot of ways to, to grow the business. So. Well, as we start to wrap up the podcast, and I always ask two questions at the end of each podcast, so maybe we'll jump to those now. So first question I always ask is, so along your journey, what was the worst business decision you ever made and what did you learn from it? I think one of, one of the worst uh, mistakes in my journey, like jumping to the solutions without thinking about the real problem. Mm. Uh, so because as innovative, especially if you, if you got a great skills with, with, with your hand or with, with your software or whatever skills you have, so you like to build things. Oh, no, I built the coolest thing ever, but uh, mm. what's the problem are you solving here just because it's cool or are you solving a real problem here? So mm. that I think, uh, I, I did that a few times, not just one time, to be honest with you. So mm. So um, uh, I just uh, give, I want to give an advice to all innovators, entrepreneurs out there. Make sure you're solving real problem first mm. <laughs> and understand that. And then think about the solution. Now you can build whatever you can, you can do whatever pretty much with all the resources that we have, but make sure you're solving a real need here.
And I, and I think that's a good, you know, it's an easy, sometimes we get so enamored with here's our device, here's our product or product. And we think it's so cool and it can do so many things. And sometimes the easiest, the thing that we should be thinking about the most, but the thing we tend to overlook is does it solve a problem? Is this something that people can use that they'll pay for? And is there a market for it rather than just making a cool or, you know, a cool thing that is a great idea, but maybe nobody's willing to pay for or not willing to pay what it costs to make. So I think that that's certainly a great, an easy mistake to make and a great one to learn from. So as we jump now to the second question, which is if you're now talking to someone that's just getting into a startup or a small business, what would be the one piece of advice you'd give them? I think the uh, the journey of entrepreneurship is sometimes hard mm. and we have to accept that fact but I will I will say keep going never 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 ever give up never ever ever give up always keep that fire keep that passion uh, awake and like and always remember what's the purpose what are you doing here uh what is your uh uh potential impact uh why you're doing this for real uh keep that passion alive and it's gonna be uh worth it at the end yeah Mm. and keep going no and i think that you know almost to quit or quote the winston churchill of never give up type thing never ever ever and that's you know whether or not you intended to quote it but that's one of the one of the great, I think one of the great quotes from him and certainly inspiring, but I think it's uh, certainly a lesson to learn from is, you know, there's a, most of the, one of the biggest traits that separates a, a successful entrepreneur or successful business or startup is the ability to, even when you're facing hard things, you're having to go through things that aren't as fun or that you're having to deal with issues is to figure out, never give up, figure out a way through it and, and make it a success. And, you know, that's, I think a, a great trait and one that everybody needs to have. Well, as we wrap up, if people want to connect up with you, they want to learn more about your platform, they want to be a customer, they want to be a client, they want to be an investor, they want to be an employee, they want to be your next best friend, any or all of the above, what's the best way to connect up with you and find out more? Yeah, you can check our website, flyparrots.com. And also my email, david at flyparrots.com. Well, awesome. Happy to connect with everyone. Well, I definitely encourage everybody to, to connect up, find out more, check it, or check out uh, flyparrots.com. Um, and David, thank you for being a guest on the podcast. It's been a pleasure. Now, for all of you that are listeners, uh, if you have your journey to tell and you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, feel free to go to inventiveguest.com and uh, be, apply to be a guest. If you're a listener, also make sure to click subscribe so you get out notifications as all of our new episodes uh, come out and uh, cl- uh, leave us a review so everybody else can find out about us as well. Last but not least, if you ever need help with a patent or trademark, just go to strategymeeting.com and grab some time with us at Miller IP Law. Thank you again, David, and uh, good luck or wish even the uh, your next leg of your journey even better than the last. Okay. Thank you so much. 